Welcome to episode 128 of the Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. Excellent. Good to hear. Oh, so, what you been up to? Uh, I drafted Throne of Eldraine yesterday. Oh, okay. That's topical, I guess. <laughs> I know. I actually decided to skip drafting today because I knew that we would want to start recording early and stuff. So Yeah, yeah. We got some, some recording to do, so... You're always dedicated to the cause. So. I it's so it used to be that I would like never skip magic for any reason, but I feel like skipping magic for the sake of recording content about magic is basically the same as going to magic. So <laughs> you know, okay, I'm willing that. to make semi mild sacrifices for the good of everyone. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't expect you to skip tonight. So, <laughs> I mean, here's. Uh, Here's here's the actual factual fear, right? This is a slow ass format, and mm-hmm. there is a distinct possibility that if I went to Magic, like I got a text from or a message from Hobbs at like ten to eight, and mm-hmm. round one had just finished. Oh my god! Like I would probably still be there waiting for round three to start. Yeah, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, this- I mean, I've only played the pre-release, but man, this format is slow. I mean, the format's slow. Like, that does not excuse people constantly going to time. No. Like, a lot of people were going to time during the pre-releases, and a lot of... Like, there was a guy who literally won a match last night, round one. He was in not my pod, in a different pod. He won it 1-0-1. He won game one, and he just play to a draw for game two and it pissed me off (laughs) like that's just gonna be a thing this format isn't it playing to a draw i mean here's the thing only trashy people play for draws unless if if you're not playing for anything important if you play for a draw you're trash just gonna put that out there (laughs) but opinions on things i guess (laughs) just like this is a slow format there is a lot of really like every single adventure card is a two for one like straight up every adventure card is a two for one and that leads to a lot of you know pseudo card advantage which means to leads to a lot of just grindy ass games Mm -hmm. and that's just gonna be a thing for this format and it's gonna force people to learn how to play faster or have me hate them from now until the end of time so like no difference than any other time pretty much (laughs) Uh, but yeah, people need to get good. <laughs> like, uh, like Hobbs was telling me how someone was all like his round one opponent was taking like five minute turns and he was taking 15 second turns. Ugh. And like, I know who his round opponent was and his round one opponent just plays slow as shit as is. Mm-hmm. And he likes to play really slow decks, which is the worst goddamn combination ever. Mm-hmm. Like, Actually, that's not true. I think if someone's playing an aggro deck and they take like a three-minute decision turn, it's actually more frustrating. Yes, but like when your deck natural, like when your deck naturally is a long, t- long playing style of deck and you play it slowly, it just drags on for anyone watching, and it is absolute misery. Yeah, I like. Don't I didn't. I didn't play. I had every single round I played last night go to game three. 
all of my rounds ended with 30 minutes left on the clock. Yeah, right? Like, there's a big portion of it is you're just doing stuff wrong. Like, yes. I had only a couple of games at the pre-release, or like one, I think like one match went at the pre-release went long. And yep. I was not the one playing slow. <laughs> like, I can, ta- yeah. I can tank with the best of them. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. You can tank. You're self-aware when you tank, and you feel bad. Oh, I do. I've apologized to people multiple times. I remember when I was playing that snake game against the one guy. I tanked super hard and was just like super mad at myself for tanking that long. But mm-hmm. and that was an actual complicated deck, and you still were beating yourself up over yeah, it. Yeah, but because you just took like two minutes to do something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, people are bad, and they need to get good. Mm-hmm. Please. Love for the sake of my sanity and your life expectancy, get good. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, on topic, we're actually going to be talking about something like current and relevant. We are like we're going to we're going to be talking about Eldraine this week, which we, we kind are. of did for the past two weeks. <laughs> but I mean, we're a podcast about magic, and you know, kind of our job, isn't it? Yeah, like, so here's the thing. I don't know if we've ever, we've we've only ever done this once before, I think, because I just had, like, a stockpile of packs. Yeah. I think it's legit, actually valuable information to do one of our random BS crack packs, but exclusively for the standard set. Yeah. Because, this, like, our opinions on the standard cards are actually super relevant because mm-hmm. it's the thing we're drafting right now. Yeah. Right? I mean, and, so. you know, and... Like, obviously, the limited format is what we're going to be talking about mostly with a crack a pack. But yes. there's some stuff to say about standard in and of itself from what we've experienced the little bits of it. Mm-hmm. The like, yeah, I mean, that... like I've, I mean, standard's been on Arena for a solid week, and I've been playing quite a bit of it. Yeah, I mean, like, if we actually get, like, if we hit a legit standard, like, powerhouse yeah. card, we're probably going to talk about it because well, why the hell wouldn't we, right? Yeah. A, I get to brag about opening a sweet card, and B, it's relevant information. Yeah. So, so I got Can I just give you one of my wild hot takes on the standard card, just because I don't know if we're gonna hit it, and I'm looking at it on my desk right now. Bring it on. It's, I don't know if it's a hot take, but like just my playing with it and stuff like that. Um, I don't think Murderous Rider is that great. Uh it is a hero's downfall. Yes. It is not. It, it is not ravenous chupacabra. Nope. Like I would almost rather have ravenous chupacabra back. I'm not surprised. Like, man, like it, it. I don't know. We'll probably talk about this with some of the adventure cards and stuff like that too. But like that card is a like murder story is a two for one, like in and of itself. But like the two three body just doesn't match. The up. two three body just doesn't match up, and. It's it's basically like six mana to destroy a creature or planeswalker and get a two three. Yep. Which I could well, pay four a... mana and get and kill a creature and get a two two, which was like and not have to do it in an installment plan over multiple turns wasting my time. Like it's just really weird. I don't know. I'm like super down on the card and I was so excited when it got when it got released. So here's an actual somewhat interesting question. Mm-hmm. Is it better or worse than Meteor Golem? It is better, right? 
Yes, I believe it actually is better. But I don't think that's a fair comparison in a lot of ways. Because I don't think they fill the same role. Don't they, though? They, like, they kind of do, but Meteor Golem is actually... I use to ki- a lot more times to kill an artifact or enchantment. I mean, I guess that's like, fair, but that was also yeah. in a deck that actually had Veracity's Contempt, right? Yeah. So you didn't need it to answer Planeswalkers. Yeah, and like now I need Murderous Rider to answer Planeswalkers. Yeah. So, so. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, random side thought, but alright, so... Anything before we start ripping shit open? Um, I suppose one little, one more little thing I wanted to mention about this format, besides the fact it's slow, I don't think a lot of people realize that this format is not meant to be multicolor. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think this is one of the few formats we have seen in, in like not even recent history, just seen in a long ass time, mm-hmm. where you are actually incentivized to be as monocolored as possible. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. And as a result, they're not able to leverage their cards to the best of their ability. That's not to say that you can't or shouldn't be multicolor. Like my draft deck yesterday was blue, red, draw an extra card. Like okay. that was the strategy that I drafted. And I was, I played nine mountains and uh, eight islands because that was the distribution of my things. But the thing is, that's the type of deck I played. Mm-hmm. As to where there was a lot, there are a lot of cards and a lot of people who draft where I feel as if they would be better incentivized to try and stay monocolor and the, the cycle of rares and the cycle of utility lands mm-hmm. and the cycle of adamant spells in general are why that is, and I think a lot of people haven't realized that yet, and for the people who do realize it, I think they are going to be highly advantaged. Like, do you think this is one of those formats where you're almost, like, you you had a deck that had a plan, like, if that makes Uh sense, like, if people are drafting just, like, into a color or something like that, do you think it's, like, they should be almost, like, 10-7 most of the time? Uh, 10-7 or 11-6 is honestly like wow. the numbers that I... I think that's what you want your mana base to look like. You, you, like you want to be in that 10-7, 11... Like, ele- uh, uh, you say 11-6, I'm just kind of like, okay, man, but... like Yeah, I mean, I know it sounds insane, but I literally had... Like, I one of my um, sealed decks was exactly that. Mm-hmm. It was 11-6. I was splashing black for Garuk and a few other okay black cards. Huh. But I was very heavy into the base green and i was rewarded for being so heavy into base green okay hmm. so okay Worth that, that is interesting actually that's incredibly interesting i yeah. don't think we've like, had a set like that that, that no, i recall but, playing like the fact that adamant exists and if you adamant a creature the plus one plus one counter makes it a legit card otherwise it is only mediocre for its yeah color, it's like right? it's like super filler or it's like decent yeah, it's either super filler or good, and the the cycle of triple pipped rares, the legendary creatures, also like obviously very very heavily incentivize you for being as monocolored as possible, because they all care about also things of only their color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a super important thing. Mm-hmm. So, so that's like if if I am not trying to specifically draft a color combination that wants me to be more diverse i am going to be trying to be as monocolored as possible when i draft this format so cool hopefully that's useful for somebody all right hopefully 
All right, well, All let's right. let's do this. You you said you got a stack stacks of packs, so I do. I have a couple couple little packs, and fortunately, they are actually <laughs> laid out properly. I don't know if you know. I don't know if you had any of these packs at the pre-release, but there are some packs where the rare was actually the first card you saw. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention <laughs> to that. I guess they used them uh, a different, like a foreign printer or something like that, to help with the, some of the first runs of cards. That would make Appar sense, I guess. Apparently, it was the same printer that the um, uh, two threes uh, knights came from. The um, that black white card. Uh, did you hear that the? pre-constructed brawl decks actually have a misprinted knight yeah <laughs> like good job guys good job i heard i heard the american uh the american ones actually came with a uh corrected version oh that's good at least uh like so. they tucked it in the pack right. like a like a uh individually sealed card or something like that but here's your not misprinted corpse knight. Yep, corpse knight that's the one okay but Let's do this. All right. Uh, first card, we have So Tiny. Uh, fun fact, I played in three pre-releases before I realized this card only costs one blue. I thought it was oh, yeah. uh, one in a blue. That's. I mean, usually that's what this kind of effect is, isn't it? Yeah. I literally thought this was just pinned to the earth <laughs> <laughs> with flash. Funny. So uh, we have a blue for an enchantment aura with flash. Enchant creature. Enchant creature gets negative two, negative zero. It gets negative six, negative zero instead, as long as this controller has seven or more cards in their graveyard. It's okay. I was gonna say it's, it's probably just as good as it sounds. It is a card that I want in certain formats or in certain decks, and a card that I really, really don't want in. Like I would not want to play this card at all in the blue red yeah. deck I was playing because it's just not what I want to be doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rimrock Knight, one in a red for a Dwarf Knight creature with 3-1 and can't block. It is an Adventure Blood Rush Red Instant. Target creature gets plus 2, plus 0 until end of turn. Boulder Rush. Yep, it's okay. Yep. Nothing super exciting. Okay. Uh, this is a card I think people overvalue, but it's not the worst thing ever. Uh, Outflank. White for an instant. Outflank deals damage to target attacking or blocking creature equal to the number of creatures you control. Uh, obviously, the like it is removal in a large enough creature deck. I've never seen it be complete garbage in someone's hand, but it's never been one of those cards that it's like this card's super awesome. Like, right? I feel like this card just has to be at least okay, all like for most white decks. That's kind of like the the vibe I get is like it's okay. It's not like premium white removal, yeah. but it's like you know, it's it's not as good as locked in a tower, but it's close. Yeah, fair enough. I guess. Enough. I mean, it's like it. Most of the time, it's got to be like deal two damage to a target attacking creature. Pretty much, right? Like, and that's not terrible. I did have it. It did manage to kill a four toughness creature of mine. Mm -hmm. So like it it does have it does have a relatively high ish ceiling, yeah. But you know you're not going to be killing like a beanstalk giant with it. Or yeah, you have to you have to work pretty hard at that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, didn't say please. One blue blue instant counter target spell. Its controller puts the top three cards of their library into their graveyard. So we're in a slow format. Is this something we're doing? Uh, 
I don't think you should play it unless you are in the mill deck, which is a thing. Yep. Uh, the blue decks just want to be doing different things. Mm-hmm. Like, the blue decks are either tempo or something along those lines. But like I said, there is an actual mill deck, and I think this does go in the mill deck. It also is really funny when someone casts a spell and you just get to say, you didn't say please. Uh, it's fun. And then you'll have, like, when you're playing at someone who knows you have it, and they're just like, please, and you're like, nah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna accept that either. Okay. All right. Sorry. Uh, next up, we have a card that I legit don't understand why anyone ever puts in their deck. Wolf's Quarry. Four green green. Sorcery. Create three one one green boar creature tokens with when this creature dies, create a food token. This card is bad. Is it? I think it is. Like six mana That's steep. for three six mana for three one ones just is not good. Those three one ones dying and turning into like if even if you're playing a deck that really cares about food synergies, is this really what you want to be doing on turn six? Probably not. You're right. Like maybe if you have some sort of like sack outlet, but most of the sack outlets in this format require you to sacrifice food, not creatures. Hmm. Like I guess it's cute with like witch's oven because then you sack the token and get two food, but even that's just like more cute than this good. Is, this is not something I want to be doing on turn six, and I don't understand why anyone would want to be doing this on turn six. Yeah, like, I don't feel like this is a top-end card, but I don't feel like it's completely unplayable. I will be legit shocked if I ever put this in a deck. Fair enough. I mean, I guess it's a combo with the green legendary dude, because it effectively puts three plus one plus one counters on yeah, him. Okay, yeah. But he's... <laughs> Playing literally any creature ever is a combo with that guy, so. (laughs) Another one of those creatures where you sneeze on them and they go. (laughs) But, okay. Uh, Festive Funeral, four and a black. Instant. Target creature gets negative X, negative X until end of turn, where X is the number of cards in your graveyard. Uh, Hobbs likes this card. I think it is mediocre but playable. I I would be on your side of the of the fence here. Like it is it is not a card that I would ever prioritize taking mm-hmm. and I would expect it to wield. Yeah. Uh, the point on casting this like uh, casting a spell like this for 5 mana like I better at least have cards in my graveyard that's going to do something but like yeah. yeah. I like I don't think like, this is top tier removal. No, it reminds me, like, there was, I think, what, what was it called? It wasn't Dark Bidding, it was, like, 5 mana, deal 3, gain 3. Mm-hmm. This is probably along those lines, because by turn 5, you can probably reliably get minus 3, minus 3 on a creature. Yeah, probably. But even then, like, that's not premium removal at I mean, I'm not feeling mana, good. Right? Like, we just literally, well, didn't we literally just have a 4 mana, deal 3, gain 3? Uh, yes. Like... So, so, and then I'm gaining life too. Like, okay, I yeah. don't know. I'm not on this, but it's acceptable-ish. Where do you rank it compared to Outflank? Um, I think Outflank is just better. Just because it's only one so mana? So it's one mana. It probably and, does about the same thing. Yeah, basically. I think it being one mana and 
limited is about creatures. The games I played, it was probably just my deck, but like the games I played with this in this format, I had a lot of creatures. We we both had a lot of creatures on board, yep. and I could see it just being. I, I think it's just better than this. I don't know. There's right. a lot of mill and like self mill and stuff too. Even so, there is. You can target yourself with a lot of stuff. There is a self mill deck also. Mm-hmm. If you get the right rares and all that, like it's, it's weird. There's like a self mill that requires rares to function. That's blue black, and there's a mill your opponents. That's blue black, that doesn't require rares, and it's kind of funny actually. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, one thing of note, mm-hmm. though, Outplank does require attacking or blocking, as where Festive Funeral doesn't. True. It's like you can preempt it and stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, return to nature. One of the green instance. Choose one. Destroy target artifact. Destroy target enchantments. Exile target card from a graveyard. Right, good talk. Sweet card. Yeah, I like yeah it, it's but... good, but it's like it's not the kind of card we're looking to like first pick. Yeah, it's not good in. Limited. Yeah, it's like it's like the sideboardiest of cards ever. Yeah, I just really like the design. So. Yep. Uh, jousting dummy. Two for a two-one artifact creature, Scarecrow Knight. Three color or three mana jousting dummy gets plus one plus O oh until end of turn. I hope this isn't what I'm doing. It's good filler in a night deck. I mean, it's it's right? got it like it's fine. It's a two mana two one. We get it, but like I don't want to be playing this card. No. Like if I have to play it, I'm not like you know. Oh, we lost already. Let's pack it up. Like. But it's just, I don't know. You'd ideally have a better thing to play, yeah, so. Like, I don't know. Good in Pack Wars. Yes, that card's broken in Pack Wars. Uh, it's not completely broken. It doesn't bump. It doesn't buff its uh, toughness, only its power. Yeah, at least so. that's some justice. The stupid plus one plus ones are horrible, but okay. Uh, Arden Vale Tactician. One white, white for a two, three flying human knight. And it has an adventure, dizzying swoop, one in a white instance, tap up to two target creatures. Solid. This is where I'm at right now. Yeah, it's just like the perfect filler card in a white deck, right? right? Yeah. Like Both of these effects are something you want. A 2-3 flyer for three is just like almost ideal in those colors. Yep. It's a knight, which is relevant mm-hmm. in those colors. It, the ability to tap stuff down is mm-hmm. super good. So. It's riding a griffin. It's riding a griffin. Alright. Uh, rally for the throne. Two and a white instant. Creates two one one white human creature tokens. Adamant. If at least three white mana was spent to cast a spell, you gain one life for each creature you control. It's okay. Yep. Not amazing. Makes tokens. It's okay. Alright. Incentivizes you for being mono white. Yep, that's true. Uh, Inquisitive Puppet, one for an O2 artifact creature construct. When the Inquisitive Puppet enters the battlefield, scry one. You can exile Inquisitive Puppet, uh, that is specifically from in play. It's not exile from a graveyard or mm-hmm. anything. Create a one-one white human creature token. Is this card good? No. Okay. Like, Scry 1 isn't good enough, yeah. and upgrading itself from an 0-2 into a 1-1 probably isn't good enough either, right? Fair enough. I'm just, like, I'm just really curious, because it's one of those cards that's, like, weird enough where I'm like, maybe this is something that's worthwhile, but, like, I just... 
Yeah. Like if it was if it was like a when this dies or exile this from your graveyard card, maybe I'd like it more because then it's actually like a pseudo two for one, but not really. Like the fact that it's straight up just sack it and turn it into a one one, just not super super high. But like, it. how is that better than exa- Like I, I don't get how that's better than exile from your graveyard or um when it dies, like. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I it, I think it would be better if it was you could exile this from your graveyard and get a one. So one. why? Because then you can like you can use it with like sacrifice effects. Okay. Oh, okay. With that. Okay. As to where, since you have to exile this from in play, you don't get to do the sacrifice. All right. Effects. Fair enough. So at most, this is like two chump blockers. Yeah. That's right? usually what you're getting. Okay. With the scry one attached, which just isn't good enough. All right. Uh, we have Edgewall Innkeeper, green for a 1-1 human peasant, with whenever you cast a creature spell that has an adventure, draw a card. Hmm. This card is really, really good in the adventure deck. I was going to say, I'm like, also at one mana, that's nice. Yeah, like, if you're willing to just straight up go for it, like, this is probably the pack one pick one with the highest upside. Okay. Uh, it's probably what I'm on. Like, I'd probably pick that over the Ardenvale Tactician. Just because, yeah, probably. like... I don't know. Like, it has such a high ceiling, yeah, right? Yeah, I agree. Like, obviously the floor is mediocre, but, like, it's an uncommon, so you're not going to see it very often. Yeah. And, like, just being able to, like... If you play this on turn one and just do any sort of, like, adventure shenanigans, it's just going to run away yeah. with the game. Just play the card right next like, to it in the list here. Curious pair. One, yeah, two, like, three, four. I would... Le- I legit uh, played uh, Scorching Dragonfire on an edge wall innkeeper on turn two because I just didn't want to deal with that yeah, shit. Right. So. Like, get out of my house. <laughs> okay. I think that's where we are right uh, now. Yeah. We have a foil. Okay. Savvy Hunter. One black green for a 3 3 creature human warrior. Whenever Savvy Hunter attacks or blocks, trade a food token mm-hmm. and sacrifice two food and draw a card. So we have the mono green payoff for being in a combo, or we have the green black payoff for being in a combo. Yeah, as I say, this card is good. I think I like it more than Innkeeper just because. By itself, it's already a good card. Yeah, like if you play this and like don't comp, like go you know go off with it in any way, like it's still just good. It's just a three mana three, three it, right? And like, that's its floor. You're, yeah, you're not gonna feel bad top decking this on turn five. Yeah. Like as to where if you top deck Edgewell Innkeeper, you're gonna feel terrible. Yeah, like this. I mean, obviously it's two colors, so you're kind of taking a shot on that, but. But I mean, it's in it's in a color combination that actually gets fixing, which is mm-hmm. nice, right? True, true. So, and you know, the sacking food to draw a card, like the the black and green, just have really good food synergies yep. going on, and to the fact this can create them, it's it's both an engine and a payoff by yep, itself. Exactly. So, I'm actually I'm probably taking that card if our rare wasn't insane. Okay. Spoil- uh, spoilers. Our, our rare. Piper of the Swarm. Oh, gosh. One in a black for a creature human warlock. That's a 1-3. Rats you control have menace. One in a black tap. Create a 1-1 black rat creature token. 
two black black tap sacrifice three rats gain control of target creature i mean this is basically pack rat right john <laughs> this card is very much not pack rats <laughs> but this card is this still good still it's really it can just good. run away in a yeah, yeah. it it is a two mana creature that will take run away with the game and will demand removal from your opponents yeah. Like, they will spend five mana removal on this thing and be happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And. Because it, it will just take over oh, the yeah, game. Oh, yeah. It like, just generates so much value. Like. <laughs> like, I, I've actually had a super ridiculous thing where, like, my. Uh, I could have sacked rats to steal my opponent's shit, and instead I just kept making more rats because they couldn't profitably block the menaces. <laughs> like, I just kept getting in with menace Keeps rats, and I had them. a circ. I had a Sir Conrad in play, so even if they double blocked and to eat one, they still like you know took the damage anyways. Yep. And it was just like the most ridiculous shit ever. <laughs> uh, it's like, why would I need to take your seven seven? I can just keep shitting out menace one ones <laughs> that block your seven seven and deal it damage. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So, I'm on Piper. All right. Uh. Yeah, Piper not even close. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's even remotely close. Well, that was a good pack, I guess. <laughs> I mean, there was at least a lot of discussion in the pack, oh, yeah. right? You know, there was some legit things, and it is kind of nice that like there wasn't like the first card we saw didn't just like demand being the best thing. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it was the first card I saw because I just looked and saw the rare. But you know, that's that's me cheating. You cheater. All right, next pack. Blood Haze Wolverine. One and a red for a 2-1 creature Wolverine. So close to being a badger. Badger, badger, badger. Uh, whenever you draw your second card each turn, Blood Haze Wolverine gets plus one, plus one, and gains first strike until end of turn. Kind of a funny story about this card. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, there's got to be something about this one. I had two in my deck on yesterday. Okay. And it is my turn to play game one in the finals against Hobbs. And he's like, so that just gets plus one, plus one. And when you draw a side card, I'm like, yeah, plus one, plus one in first strike. He's like, okay. So we play out our game. We do our thing, blah, blah, blah. We go all the way to game three. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Blood Haze Wolverine, you know, go. And he's like, uh, he plays um, something. He plays like a 3-3 three, three or some shit. I just attack the Wolverine into him. And he just like, just snap blocks. He's perfectly fine trading. And I'm just like, uh, cycle this thing, you know, draw a discard. He's like, okay. And like, you know, I'm like, go to damage. He's like, okay, picks up his card, puts his card in the graveyard. I'm like, uh, second main. He's like, wait, isn't your guy dead? I'm like, no, against first strike. And he's like, Oh shit, I didn't realize you had first strike. I literally told you in game one, turn two, that this had first strike. He's like, I guess I wasn't paying attention. No shit. <laughs> so, yeah, first strike, actually relevant. And uh, if you have a three toughness creature, think real long and hard on your willingness to block this yeah. thing if it's attacking. Because uh, I just ate it, yeah. and it felt good. <laughs> Uh, that being said, it is not a high pick. I wheeled both of them that I actually had in my deck. 
it's just fine. It's a fine. It two feels drop, like it's just you know? like a, a, a role playing two drop. Yeah, it does what I wanted it to do, which was be a two drop. I that could also eat your opponent's three threes around. So, yep. Oh no, he blocked it with the the three two menace that he actually cast for Adam. Oh, so I just ate that thing. I ate his four. Oh, drop that's a for good nothing. card too. I know it felt good. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Uh, okay. All right, next up, we have Fortifying Provisions. Two and a white enchantment. Creatures you control get plus O, plus one. When Fortifying Provisions enters the battlefield, create a food token. This card is bad. I was say, like, this card just does not seem good. I had someone play it against me, and it was actually really annoying, because he immediately followed it up with that uh, Archon that makes all of his things into base three threes. Uh, so everything's three which, fours against your three threes. Everything's three everything no, everything's three four against my three threes. All of my removal was scorching dragonfire, which dealt three. Oh damage. god. Felt bad, yeah. man. Card's still not good. Fun fact. Yeah. Fun fact, I actually almost won that game. <laughs> because I was playing uh Mad Ratter. <laughs> okay. So I just like he's like, ah oh, do this, I got my three threes, and I just start shitting out three three rats like like i made at least eight three three rats and the only reason he won that game is because he top decked the uh he top decked a card to turn my one flying blocker into an elk when i was at four life so he could crash in with the archon Uh. like that was the only reason he won otherwise he was dead the next turn felt bad but, you know. Good for him. All right. Yep. Uh, Moonlit Scavengers. Five in a blue. For a four, five Merfolk Rogue. With when Moonlight Scavengers enters the battlefield, if you control an artifact or enchantment, return target creature and opponent controls to its owner's hands. Eh. That's a lot of mana and a lot of hoops for a friggin' bounce spell. So, like... It's one more toughness and loses flying compared to, what was it, Angler Drake? Sure. Which was actually a really good card in its format. Mm-hmm. The 4-4 flying 6-drop yeah. Mana War. Like, that was actually a good card. I don't think this is as good of a I mean, card. I don't want to have to mess around with it's, stuff. No, like, it's fine, yeah, I mean, right? It's probably fine, but... Like, it's a it's a really dirtily card. Yeah, it's like, that's not the 6-drops I want, though, but... No. I'd probably play it if but I had I, to. I mean, like, yeah, there, there's definitely a deck out there that would want this, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. of what they're trying to do. It's just not a card that... It's not a deck that I want. Yeah, exactly. Like. So. Okay. Uh, Brig Squire. One in a green for a human soldier 2-2. Whenever you cast a creature spell that has an adventure, Garenbrig Squire gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. He's fine. I mean, it's a two mana two two with upside. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. He's filler. Yep. He gets brick walled, but so does most other fillers. Yep. So, okay. What do you do? Uh, Malevolent noble. One and a black. Human noble two two. Two mana. Sacrifice an artifact or another creature. Put a plus one plus one counter on malevolent noble. I feel like this is more along the lines of the 2-2 two, 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 two for 2 with upside that I want. 
Yeah, like, it's in black, so it plays well with a lot of, like, the sacrifice shenanigans going on in black. I mean, it's it's a very expensive cost for the actual sacrifice, mm-hmm. but, you know, Nantuko Husk is kind of OP, so yeah, I get we'll it. Be, we'll be honest here. So, I mean, he's, like, it's not a card that I was ever, like, super stoked to have in my deck, but he was two-drop, so I played him on Oh, yeah. Not really, nothing so far in this in this pack that I'm just like, oh man, mm-hmm. that's what I want to start with. Uh, Lockthwain Gargoyle. One for an 0-3 artifact creature gargoyle. You can spend four mana and Lockthwain Gargoyle gets plus two, plus O, and gains flying until end of turn. Oof. Also not really on yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think I'm on that the, the Gargo train. It's a nice mana sink, at yeah, least, so but, like... Until I, then, it does nothing. I, yeah, like, I'm pretty sure every time I've had this card, I've put it in my sideboard and been like, this is a card that I will totally board in against Super Aggressive Night Deck. Yeah. But then I never boarded it in against Super Aggressive Night Decks because I thought my own game plan was just yeah, better. Right. So. Uh, okay. Uh, here we go, an actual good card. Trapped in the tower. There we go. Sign me up. One, one of the white enchantment aura, enchant creature without flying, enchanted creature can't attack or block, and its activated abilities can't be activated. Uh, fun fact that some people might not realize: if you use fairy guide mother on a creature enchanted by trapped in the tower, the ta- trapped off. in the tower falls yep. off. They sprout wings and fly out of the tower. Card's good. Yep. Uh, it, the enchant creature without flying is actually a very large restriction that a lot of people might not realize. I, I read, I read that, and I'm like, that seems bad. <laughs> like, but I mean, honestly, yeah. a pacifism is a pacifism. Yeah, like it is a slightly worse pacifism, but that's fine, right? You, I mean, you know, you're white does play, not yeah. get, yeah, white does not get unequivocal removal yeah. that much anymore. So. Next up, we have Fling. One on a red instant. Now we're speaking my language. As an additional cost to cast the spell, sacrifice a creature. Fling deals damage equal to the sacrifice's creature power to any targets. I mean, as much as I love this card, no way, right? I think if you're playing red, you probably want at least one Fling in your deck. Okay. Right? Like, it is reach. Yeah. It's really shitty removal. Yeah. You can use it to kind of blank your opponent's removal, in a manner of speaking. Like, using fling to blank your opponent's removal is like your boss coming up to him and being like, you're fired, and you shouting at your boss, no, I quit. Like, it's... (laughs) It's... Yeah. I'm not wrong. You're not, but it's still a thing... Kind yeah. of, right? You know, your opponent traps your, like, five drop in the tower, and you're like, all right, I mean, fling it at your five drop. Yeah, I mean, it's not, like, a complete blank and stuff like that, but still, it's like, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But, I overvalue Lava Axe, so I'm fine with I'm fine with this as yeah, reach. Yeah, I'm so. still on Trapped in a Tower. <laughs> God, I love Lava Axe. Oh, yeah, Trapped. Yeah, I, I, there's, yeah. I'm never taking Fling over Trapped yeah, in a right. Tower, but... <laughs> okay. Alright, Scalding Cauldron. Scaldron! One for an artifact. 
with three tap sack, it deals three damage to target creature. I like this card way more than I probably should. It's okay. Yeah, that's about where you should sit. Right. It's four mana for three damage to a creature, <laughs> which we literally just talked talked about in black. In colorless. In colorless, so it can go in any deck. Like this is like the ultimate man. I have no removal in my deck, and I need something. Oh yeah, this is right. like um, uh, uh, Viola Dragonfire or Explosive Apparatus. Like when you yeah, see it, when you see a card like that, you're like, oh, they really need it. <laughs> yep, but it does what it needs Although, to. Although doing three damage is good. Like that actually kills things. It is like three. There's a lot of relevant three toughness cards mm -hmm. in this set. Yeah. Like, four is, like, the sweet spot for a creature's toughness if you want it to actually survive something. Mm -hmm. So the fact that this hits three toughness creatures is super relevant. Yep. So. Uh, next up, we have... Uh, we're still on Trampling Tower, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. The, the value of staying colorless is not outweighing yeah, the value. Trapping the Tower is way closer to premium removal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, we have Corridor Monitor. One of the blue for an artifact creature construct. It is a 1-4. When Corridor Monitor enters the battlefield, untap target artifact or creature you control. Woo. Yeah, right. Woo. This card's kind of dumb, but continue on. It actually does have like some very, very minor terrible applications, no. but not enough. Not enough. <laughs> uh, this is actually a pretty good one. Drown in the Lock. Uh, yeah. Blue Black Instance. Choose one. Counter target spell with converted mana cost less than or equal to the number of cards in its controller's graveyard. Destroy target creature with converted mana cost less than or equal to the number of cards in its controller's graveyard. Yep. This card is legit good. Yep. Uh, I do think you need to kind of work to make it good early but i mean like this this is just so much better than that five mana removal oh, spell yeah. like you know like even if you top deck this late the fact that it can be a counter spell the fact that it can just kill something mm -hmm. uh something that i screwed up on and i had an opponent screw up on like later that day and didn't realize it till after the fact this does not kill that rare X cost snake because it's protection from multicolor. Oh, savage. I drowned in the locked uh, my friend Russ's snake, and we didn't realize till game two that I couldn't have done that. Huh. And then later that day, I uh, Hobbs drowned in the locked my snake, and I didn't realize it till I was driving home that night. <laughs> You're just like driving and like <laughs> swerve off the road all of a sudden. <laughs> Pretty much, I'm like, oh, I've been idiot like all like the fact that all three of us who i like to think are like some of the better magic players at the store all screwed that up all on the same day and it was like not even like you know i did it twice it was i did it once and then it was done to me and it still didn't click uh, <laughs> it's kind of yeah. funny but but I, I i've been seeing this card a lot because i've ran into a bunch of mill decks and arena <laughs> this card is just like How's that going for you? in there. Uh not not a good matchup for murder kill. Yeah. I'm not that surprised. Although whenever I've ran into him with the Caplicate deck, it's just like <laughs> but. So what do you think? Drown in the lock versus trapped in the tower. 
very restrictive mana versus actually splashable mana. I would probably take Trap from the Tower. Like I, I think that's where I, I am like too. the flexibility of drawing the lock. I don't like the multicoloredness, and I don't like that I have to do extra work for it. I mean, you kind, I kind of, of have to do extra I, I, I have work to for do it, some right? extra work for it. Like, if you don't do extra work, this card is literally dead in your opening. Yeah, hand. it's just like it just kind of sits there for a while, and like late in the game, yeah, it's good, and you kill a five drop or something like that. But like, like locked in the tower, I have three mana. I can put it on any creature without flying. Good talk. Like, yep. you know, this it flexes a little bit. I'd rather. I think I'd rather just have the 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 consistent monocolored card. That's that's kind of where yeah. I am. Even though I like. Drown in the Lock is the much, much higher upside Drown card. in the Lock is the more powerful card. Pro- probably. But, but consistency. It's not yes, it's the it's far less consistent is the thing. And I don't think it's I don't think it's that much it's not powerful enough to make me want to warp my decisions based on it. Yeah, like I I don't think the mill deck is actually that good. <laughs> <laughs> like I think it revolves around getting multiple of the O4, mm-hmm. and we are two packs in, and I'm going to give you a hint. There's none in this yeah, pack. Right. So. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Clockwork Servant. Three mana for a 2-3 artifact creature gnome. Adamant. When Clockwork Servant enters the battlefield, if at least three mana of the same color was spent to cast it, draw a card. This is going to sound really weird. This is a card that heavily incentivizes you to be as monocolored as possible. A 2-3 for 3 mana that drew you card when enter the battlefield is really, really, really good in limited. That's a solid card. Yeah, like, like I I like this card right here. Like, I don't think it's better than Trapped in the Tower, but it is a card that I would love to have as filler. Like... Yeah, I don't know if I'd pick like, it over Trapped in the Tower. Like, Trapped in the Tower is just, I think, that much better than it. But, like, yeah, I would consider picking this over Drown in the Lock. I would pick this yeah, over like, Drown in the Lock. Yeah, like, I think I would really, really would. Like, I guess that really slams home my opinion on Drown in the Lock, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, because, so, as, as you were saying, this format is a format where you want to try to be as monocolor as possible already. Well, what's the best type of monocolor card? The one that goes into any deck. Like, yep. <laughs> like, and it just bridges perfectly. Mm-hmm. A two three is a relevant body. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of two power creatures mm-hmm. running around. Yeah, it's going to do a lot of like work this, against them. Like I, I like Clockwork Servant just as a card, and I think there is a legitimate argument for taking it over Trap in the Tower just to stay. I open. think you could argue that. I don't know if I would right now, but if like a few weeks from now, people are like, "Oh yeah, you take this over Trap in the Tower," I'd be like, "Okay." I can see that. Yeah, like it, you would understand. Oh their yeah, point, and I right? and, and so. they may be right. Like I could see that that pick evolving. All right. Next up, uh, Arcanist's Owl. We have four hybrid Azorius for an artifact creature bird. It is three three flying. When Arcanist's Owl enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal an artifact or enchantment card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Um, I'm not taking this over Trap in the Tower. Yeah. Although it is nice that it finds Trap in the Tower, but this this is this being our first hybrid card is another point. That, uh, it's another time to bring up a good point that I want to mm-hmm. say. Um, 
where I... The fact that there are so many four hybrid cards in this set is another reason why I think trying to be monocolored is extremely valuable. Because almost all of the hybrid cards are very, very good, even in just one of those decks' colors. And so you effectively, if you're if you are like pseudo monocolor, you get to just freely play like, you know, the the gruel hybrid and the green black hybrid in your deck, both of which are mm-hmm. really, really powerful if you are base green. Yep. You know, and like heavily base green. So either like I said, not taking it. I I have an ir- irrational distaste for this card even though it's good. Uh, why? I don't know. I just don't like it. It just pisses me off. That's weird. I know. I, I have no idea why. But is it because it's kind of a better phantom monster? No. All right. I've I've played against it a bunch of times, and it just annoys me. Like in limited, or yes, really, I, I, like limited and a few other times and stuff. I've seen it. It's just like I don't know. Is it like because you think that people think it's better than it actually is? Because likely they're actually getting. What... I think that's what it is. Because yeah, one thing to discuss is the fact that, like, this card, you need to be very heavy artifacts and enchantments for it to be good. And I mm-hmm. don't think we are in that format. I, I straight up think this is the weakest of all the hybrid cards. Fair enough. Just pants down. Mm-hmm. But... Okay. Uh, next up, we have, once again, a Bomb Rare, or should I say Bomb Mythic, that oh. will unfortunately... Well, actually... We might have a reason to take our Clockwork Servants, because that way we're not sending mixed signals to our, our, oh, our okay. person. Can I interest you in a 7-7 seven, seven Vigilance for 7 mana? No, I don't want it. What if it has a 5 mana Sorcery to destroy all non-giant creatures attached to it? No, don't want it. <laughs> right. Well, I'm taking the Realm Cloak Giant. This card is just the bomb diggity, isn't it? Uh, I Yeah. There are... Four other giants in the set. Yeah. Two of which are rares, I think. Yeah. Although, to be honest, at the pre-release, um, I had an opponent cast this against me, mm-hmm. and that's what let me win the game. <laughs> well, if we're being honest, a lot of people are really, really, really bad with board wipes in Limited. Yeah, like, honestly, if he just, like, stayed there and was like, I'm going to just make good attacks, like, mm-hmm. I was probably in a worse position than him board wiping and doing all that crap. This card also does get the honorable mention for sweetest uh, Eldraine or animation on Arena. I don't know if you've seen seen it. Literally a giant freaking hand reaches over the screen over the battlefield and just clenches (laughs) his fist and pulls away. Oh, sweet. It's kind of awesome. So, yeah. I'm taking the board wipe. Yeah, I'll take that card. Hooray for rares being good. Yeah, hurry for mythics being good. Uh, so we so we've picked a rare and a mythic so far, right? Yep, we have. I mean, without the without the mythic in there, we're on trapped in the tower, right? Yes, easy. Yeah. All right, one All right. more pack. All right, we got we got one more in us. We'll have to do this one a little quicker. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to point out I bought six packs and I was worried they wouldn't last. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> we got some things to talk about, which is the nice thing. Uh, I got a card for you. <laughs> oh, I'm excited now. Uh, Alright. First card, Wishful Merfolk. One of the blue for a 3-2 creature Merfolk with Defender. You can yep. pl- pay one of the blue, Wishful Merfolk, loses Defender, becomes a human until end of turn. 
it's okay. Yeah, it's, not great. it's okay. Seven dwarfs. One of the red for a 2-2 creature dwarf. Seven dwarf gets plus one, plus one for each other creature named seven dwarfs you control. A deck can have up to seven cards named seven dwarfs. Of note, that means if you draft eight, you cannot play the eighth. Because it doesn't, yeah, that's hilarious. Yep. Uh, also funny that if you have all seven in play, they're eight eights and not seven sevens. But Yeah, I know that drove some people crazy. Also funny that there's like a jank standard deck going around that's uh, based on this card. Are you surprised? I am because I didn't think about it, but it's ba- you know it's basically like a quasi duplicate, uh, or no, it's a mirror march deck. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> and you, they basically just combo off and make a giant dwarf because it. You can only have that many in your deck, but yep. you can make as many copies as you want. <laughs> yep. God so, damn. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, we got uh, another malevolent noble, the two okay. mana black two two sack, whatever. Uh, Rose Thorn Halberd, green for an artifact equipment. When it enters the battlefield, attach it to a target non-human creature you control. Your equipped creature gets plus two, plus one, and equip cost of five. This card is bad, and you As shouldn't it, play it. This card just doesn't seem good. It is a sorcery uh, speed pump spell. Yep. All right. And if that, it ever yeah. if it ever falls off, it's shit. Yeah, five to equip. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lockthwain Gargoyle. One man 03 again. Still yep. not on it. Uh, an actual good one. Reeve's Soul. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'm on Reeve's Soul. Sign me up for that yeah. one. One on a black sorcery. Destroy a target creature with power three or less. Solid. There's a lot of, like, low power, high toughness creatures, too. So There is, which is super, super nice. So yep. uh, We have Fling. Again, not on it. Yep. Okay, not yeah, Reeve's Soul still on that. Card uh, actually kind of rose up in my opinion on it. Flutterfox. One in a white for a 2-2 creature fox. As long as you control an artifact or enchantment, Flutterfox has flying. Seems decent, but... It's evasive. I know. appreciate it. It's not Reevesol. Nope. We have Witch's Cottage. We have a land swamp. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, tapped, unless you control three or more other swamps. And when it enters the battlefield untapped, you may put target creature card from your graveyard on top of your library. Mm-hmm. Not amazing, but fine. Like, you play it yep. if you're base black, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Revenge of Ravens, three and a black enchantment. Whenever a creature attacks you or a planeswalker you control, that creature's controller loses one life and you gain one life. This card is probably underrated and really, really freaking obnoxious. I think I saw a thing about LSV bumping up the rating for this. He bumped it up to like three point five or something insane. Yeah, yeah, I think it was rated a one, and then he bumped it up to like a three point five. It was basically like this card is actually legit. Yeah, uh, I still think Kreef Soul is better because I like actual removal, but this can just yeah. blanks an entire decks. Yeah. Which is kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. We have the Alt Art Frame Embereth Shield Breaker. One in a red for a 2-1 Human Knight, with red for a battle display. Sorcery, destroy target artifacts. This card's just, if you're playing red, you play this straight up. Okay. Like, Good talk. It's, it's Manic Vandal that you don't have to cast for three mana. All right. Uh, Trail of Crumbs, one in the green for an enchantment. When Trail of Crumbs enters the battlefield, create a food token. Whenever you sacrifice a food, you may pay one. If you do, look at the top two cards of your library. You, re- you may reveal a permanent card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest of the bottom of your library in any order. Uh, it's fine. Okay. I I feel like in 
most modern sets, the more text an enchantment has, the less likely I am to play it. Just because you don't want to read it? Well, that's part of it all too. <laughs> also, it's just a bunch of effects that it's just like whatever. I don't care. I mean, it's it's once again like it's good in the food three. deck, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just a... uh, it does nothing. That's the thing. Yeah. But okay. I have a foil. Okay. Uh, what is it? Four and a white for a three-four flying creature, Griffin. Yeah, buddy. Uh, foil prized griffin for you. I'm happy about this. Still taking Reeve Soul because Reeve Soul kills prized griffin. It does. For those who who doubted how good Reeve Soul can be. Yeah. Uh, and then our, five drops. our rare is actually probably what I'm taking. Go figure. If Yorvo, Lord of Garenbrig. Green, green, green for a 0 0 legendary creature, giant noble. What more could you possibly? Uh, Yorvo, Lord of Garnbrig, answers battlefield with four plus one plus one counters on it. Whenever another creature, green creature, enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one plus one counter on Yorvo. Then, if that creature's power is greater than Yorvo's power, put another plus one plus one counter on Yorvo. Yep. Yep. I'm slamming that one. No. Yeah. Offense. He'll and he'll slam opponents. Yeah, like, I'll also I've heard, like, this is, like, one of the cards I was referencing for, like, reasons why you'd want to be, like, monocolored. Oh, yeah. Like, slamming mm -hmm. this, slamming a 4-4 four, four for 3-on-3 three three, that only gets bigger as time goes on. Mm -hmm. Like It's like, answer it quick. Yeah, like, that card is ridiculous. So. Although, to be fair, put your cards in the arena. Oh, no, never mind, it's a 4-4, four, four, never mind. Yep. <laughs> I was thinking CMC, because there's that other card. Yeah, CMC uh, 5 or 3 or greater or something, yeah. right? Epic downfall, yeah. Yeah. Exile target creature is converted to cost three or greater. That hits it. Yep. It's there is it's kinda of funny. There are actual cards that Reeves like that it just perfectly fit that slot between Reeves Soul and Epic Downfall that neither one can oh. hit, and it's actually really obnoxious. Friggin' Vantress Gargoyle. Yeah. I hate that card. <laughs> I friggin' hate that card. <laughs> oh my god. It just pisses me off so much. It is uh, kind of funny how the cards just like like there's just a few cards like that that just completely dodge like the black removal that isn't baked into a pie, and it just yeah. it is infuriating. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. But okay, well that was a good time. It was. We unfortunately picked three rares, but you know, uh, unfortunately, air quotes. I mean, only one of them is worth anything. Yeah, like although Yorvo is sweet, and yeah, we got you a prize griffin. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if I have a prize griffin or not because I got I got a foil griffin at the pre-release. Well, I, I know I'll you take were, another prize griffin. Though. I know you were given the griffin. <laughs> I have a prize griffin. <laughs> well, you're getting another one. I'll take it. I know you were given both a foil regular and foil altar ardent tactician also. So yes, I have those on my desk right now in their the hard cases so i can put them in that hanger i have which is sweet because yeah and they're they're really sweet but i'm super pumped about those i appreciate i appreciate the generous gifts from people but yeah since they were both just basically given to you weren't they yeah like, they were they were just like one guy hobbs gave me one i think and he's yeah. like he's, i'm like sweet what do you want for it he's like whatever yeah it's like i doubt this is gonna be worth anything yeah that's what you think. It's worth infinite to me. Yeah, I just had a couple of people like give me some griffins. So sweet. Shout out to everybody because you're awesome. Yeah. Uh, All right. 
just because I feel like cracking them. For anyone who cares what the other three packs were, we have a Charming Prince, a Wishclaw Talisman that also contained the Alt Art Order of Midnight, which is now my fourth of that, which is super sweet. Oh, that card is so awesome looking. It is. I have one on my desk, and I'm like, I'm not even going to play this card in anything, but I am so pumped about it. And the sixth and final pack contained a Stormfist Crusader and a Foil Gadwick the Wizened. No, there you go. So. All right. Not too bad. Just got to show your brags. All right. I mean, I have packs. Might as well crack them, right? (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Okay. Well, um, if anybody wants to shoot us some feedback on this, you can send an email to thelocalmeta at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocalmetapc um, for everything else and including those two things. Um, link to our Discord and everything. You can check out thelocalmeta.com. See everything there. Come visit us in Discord because we like talking about things. So, yeah. John? Anything mm. else? Nope, I'm good. Just All right. sorting tokens and stuff now. You sound like me. Cool then. All right, we will catch you next time. See ya.